Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey everybody, it's been an eventful couple weeks while we've been gone. It sure has. But we're ready to talk about a bunch of it. We sure are. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> so that's, that's okay, I, I like the sauciness that you brought in there. Ah, thank you. All right, so before we get into our news and our discussion topics mm-hmm. for the podcast, which are the new Pokemon game that got revealed yeah. and the Evo 2019 lineup, yeah. Uh, first, we got some Smash news, and before that, we have some corrections from a previous episode. So really, first, we have some corrections. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. a, it's like a major Shoka doll, like, first. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm glad we've gotten to the, the tiniest little little chubby woman. So, <laughs> so first, I said last episode that there weren't really any quirky eShop-exclusive games revealed during the Direct. Mm-hmm. Box Boy and Box Girl is an eShop-exclusive, or at least it is in the United States of America. Okay. There's a chance that maybe they'll announce like a physical edition mm-hmm. before the game comes out but thus far uh they've kind of explicitly said it's an eShop game okay we we were talking about super mario maker and we were like it's too bad there aren't any like new mm-hmm. modes or like new like games to sort of play in the style of a right. la super mario brothers 3 super mario brothers original super mario world mm-hmm. new super mario bros u and it turns out that they added a 3D world style. Wow. Yeah. They, okay. Uh, however, uh, it's based off of 3D world aesthetically, but exclusively in 2D. Oh. So, so to an untrained eye, it just looks like the new Super Mario Bros. U style okay. with Cat Mario. That's not as different as I wanted it to be. But yes. Whatever. Yeah. I still really like your idea of doing Super Mario Land style. I think that's really good. Yeah, I I would have been into it, but it's it's okay. That that's still like that's better than nothing. That's true. It's yeah. technically better than nothing. In the same way that like if I were on a desert island and a car tire washed ashore, it would be better than nothing. But I still couldn't eat it. <laughs> but at least you could like chill in it. That's true. You could yeah. like, yeah, you could like you use know, it as kind of a beat the heat, get yeah. inside that tire. That that's. <laughs> I was thinking maybe you could just like sit in it to like kind of relax, you know, have something to sit in besides sand. Not I'm gonna ooh, just squeeze in here. <laughs> Fuck man, I'd be like rolling around, you know, just like get in there, just like down the island. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you got, you have to do what you can to enjoy the rest of your life before you die of starvation in that scenario. <laughs> and that, those would be your last moments. Just rolling, like, right, yeah, uh, <laughs> inside of a tire. Yep. That I'm sure you would even fit inside. Yeah, this is a perfect metaphor for Super Mario uh, 3D World. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Dragon Quest stuff. I forgot to bring up Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that game looks cool. Yeah, I yeah. liked Dragon Quest Builders 1. Me too, yeah. yeah. Uh, the best Minecraft like I have personally played. Yeah, maybe including Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of well, liked that better than Minecraft, actually, as, yeah. as a longtime Minecraft guy. Yeah, I, I've never played Minecraft myself, actually. Okay. But I really appreciated that this was a version of Minecraft with a story yes. and, like, direction for what to build. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
I predicted details for the Phoenix Wright trilogy, and then I said last episode that it did not show during the Direct. Mm -hmm. I should have said more specifically that it did not show during the American Direct. Uh... It was present at the Japanese Direct. I think mainly just to remind people that it was coming out, because Japan already knew the release date. Hey, this exists! Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either way, no Apollo Justice pack, or, you know, new ports, or new Ace Attorney games were announced. Yeah. No new information. Nevertheless, our apologies for getting that wrong slightly. Apollo Justice G's. We were <laughs> God, we recorded our episode right after the direct, which meant that Tetris 99 had just come out right. and we had not had a chance to play it yet. We've both played it. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, however, we weren't sure whether or not it had a single player mode. I said that it almost definitely does not, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure. It definitely does not. No, it's extremely bare bones, um, but yeah, really fun. Yeah, uh, some people data mined it in there, and it looks like there are going to be new modes added over the lifespan of the game. That's good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's not single player, obviously. Right. That would, God, that'd be too good. That that'd be too good. Yeah. <laughs> but that is all of our corrections for last time. Uh huh. We got a little bit of Smash news, kind of. There weren't any really any big explicit Smash announcements, but. There was a face bag. A face bag. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how you doing? I got your face bag right here. Now uh, you can have a smiling face, a frowny face. There's all kinds of faces in here. Uh, Here you go, person who has no face, I guess. (laughs) See you later. There was a Facebook ad (laughs) flying around. Uh, I see. You know, just mentioning that Joker would be out in spring. Mm-hmm. And within that ad, there was some fine text at the bottom that said, all DLC packs will be released by February 2020. Oh! Which I think is quite interesting, because very recently I said that I felt that the DLC pack releases would be roughly seasonal. Mm-hmm. That we would get... Uh, then we get Joker in spring, right. character two in summer, character three in fall of 2019, character four in winter of 2019, mm-hmm. and character five by the spring of 2020. Right. February makes that a little earlier. Uh-huh, that's true. But I do think that it's still roughly going to be like spring, summer, fall, winter 2019 winter 2020 right that's my guess right. okay like we'll we'll get character four in like december and then character five in february i'm fine with that timeline yeah me too and i guess if we're slotting in other months like you know joker's gonna come out april uh potentially march p- potentially like near the end of this month mm-hmm. but i'm gonna say april uh then character two will release in june like maybe it'll release It'll just drop on E3, Mm -hmm. and then Character 3 will maybe be announced around Evo and then, like, drop in September or something. Okay. Yeah. Or October. Right. But uh, those those are my rough thoughts about that, but I did think that was interesting. February 2020 should be the time we get our last DLC pack. Right. Or at least the last of the announced five DLC packs. And then we'll get five more throughout <laughs> the next year. That, 
That's I would obviously not a prediction. <laughs> I would obviously love that, but just to be yeah. clear. <laughs> but yeah, um, probably unlikely. I'd not, say that's yeah. unlikely. I'm really not feeling it. <laughs> I'm especially not feeling my friend Rex coming to the smash. <laughs> I met him in an alternate timeline. That's what we call it. The smash. <laughs> we call it that on the uh, the. It's not the Bionicle. What the fuck are they on? <laughs> the Bionis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, yes. The Bionis. The Bionicle. There's, yeah, that's not, uh, that wasn't big Smash News, but I thought it was Smash News worth mentioning. Yeah. So, while we were away, two pretty big kind of announcement events that I think are relevant to us mm-hmm. uh, happened. And I think the first thing we'll talk about is the Pokemon Direct. Okay. So we uh we did a whole prediction episode about about Pokemon 2019. We made some very ambitious predictions. We made some very ambitious predictions. They were all wrong. However, I did get one thing right, and that was that there would even be a Pokemon Direct. That's true. I initially said that I thought an anniversary Pokemon Direct made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And and then Later, after more days went by without any Pokemon news, I, I got a little fidgety and said, maybe we won't hear about it till early March, but I still think we'll hear about it within the next month. Right. The Direct happened on Pokemon's anniversary. It happened on Pokemon Day. There you go. The 27th. Uh-huh. Uh, we did make a lot of guesses about the specifics, and we didn't get any of the specifics right. The Pokemon versions were called Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. Right. I guessed that they would be called Pokemon Order and Pokemon Chaos. Mm-hmm. Sean guessed that they would be called Pokemon Fate and Pokemon Destiny. I think our names are pretty dope. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But Pokemon Sword and uh, Pokemon Shield, also dope. Um, Yeah, you know, like, uh, they're, like, fine. <laughs> like, uh, it makes, it's made a lot of people on the internet, I've noticed, think about uh, Sword. Don, what's the sword Pokemon's name? Ghost Steel? Oh, uh, um, you, you fucked me up by saying Swordon, because that is not it. <laughs> That'd uh, be a great Ho- name. Honedge. Thank you. Yeah, a Honedge, lot of people Double are thinking about... and uh, and Aegislash. A lot of people are thinking about Aegislash on the internet after that was announced. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there'll be an Aegislash flying around. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I like Sword and Shield. I really like... I really like when, you know, the names kind of have, like, a thematic Mm -hmm. feel to them, and they're not just colors. I like color names, too. And it is, you know, I I do appreciate that it's very different uh, kind of tonally from a lot of the previous Pokemon games, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's been more kind of, like, nature-based or astrological, right? Yeah, yeah. Sun, moon, diamond, and pearl, or whatever. You know, now it's like sword and shield. Like, it feels like a... A new era for Pokemon. Yeah, I also kind of like the little wolf heads on the logos. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's cool. I I think this is cool, and it makes me feel like like the game story might have something to do with the names more than mm-hmm. usual. You okay. Know? Yeah, I, I get that vibe. All right. Sword and Shield are based in the Galar region, right? Or the Galar region? Um, I have no idea. Yeah, the Galar region, which. Is just a a big old, just a big like cool vertical continent. Yeah. Uh, that 
that looks like well not continent but you know like region big vertical region i really dig the shape actually like yeah it's, it's very kind of cool and and striking yeah it's kind of shaped like a big old sword uh-huh. as a landmass, and it seems to be loosely based off of the countryside of the united kingdom yes uh which is really cool uh our sean and i our primary guest was australia yeah and you know like uh Thinking about it in a vacuum, like, the UK would not have been my immediate pick for a new region, yeah. but they did cool stuff with it. They did very cool stuff with it. One of one of my guesses, actually, was Norway slash Switzerland, uh-huh. and uh, so much about the Galar setting <laughs> made me think that it was based off of Norway initially. That's immediately what I thought, too. Like, I saw the grassy fields and the windmills and thought, like, oh my god, it's like the Netherlands or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, Um, But it is the UK. Uh, You know, a lot of stuff is very clearly UK. Like, the sort of the faces in the hills and mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah. Uh, and the very, um, I like the, like, steampunky kind of towns, you know? Yeah, yeah. The gears and stuff, that's very cool. No, there seems to be a lot of cool cool stuff going out in that region i'm really i'm yeah. really down to explore it me too that seems like it's going to be fun they finished off the trailer by showing off three starters mm-hmm. um first they showed score bunny right the uh a, a rabbit with with like fiery feet uh-huh and like a little band bandage on its on its nose and i think like its feet i think so too uh and then uh and then the flames that it put in the grass were put out by a little tadpole uh, Pokemon named Sobble. <laughs> Who the internet has gone crazy for. The internet loves Sobble. Yeah, I don't really get it myself, but whatever. And and finally, and Sobble gets scared and runs away when when it hears like a stick being slapped against the ground. Right. And uh, the stick is being slapped across the ground by a little grass monkey Pokemon. Yeah. Named Grookey. Grookey. <laughs> Grookey's my favorite. Uh, Scorbunny's Scorbunny's mine. Mm-hmm. Although I, I both like all the designs kind of equally, mm-hmm. and generally like them less than I than I've liked starters in the past. This for me, this is definitely the most underwhelming trio of starters that I've seen. I actually like like now. I'm quite kind of familiar with how different they are yeah but when i was watching the initial trailer my brain was going like these all look the same but different colors <laughs> like uh, there's just something kind of similar about their form factor i i, I do think that the, this is the least distinct from each other a trio has looked mm-hmm. uh you know one person kind of i saw one tweet that kind of pointed out that they all have an onion shaped head uh-huh. you know? and and i think that's it i think that's what makes that what triggers that kind of samey uh reaction from people also that, that they all have kind of the same head shape also i think um are they all bipedal uh yeah they're all bipedal okay but starters are always almost always all bipedal that's... more frequently than not they start bipedal that's true but i i do miss the days of like bulbasaur and chikorita and you know sure like uh i feel as though that does add a lot of visual variety to a group of three Pokemon, I guess, but like they've they've proven in the past that they can give you three bipedal starters and that they can all feel very distinct from each other. They right? didn't do that this time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, huh? Actually, like, so Gen One, yeah, a quadruped and two bipeds. Yeah, Gen Two, a quadruped and two bipeds. 
Gen 3, a quadruped and two bipeds. Gen 4, a quadruped and two bipeds. Gen 5, a quadruped and two bipeds. Gen 6, a quadruped and and two bipeds and gen seven uh a quadruped a seal and a biped and a biped so actually this is the only gen where all three starters have been bipeds that's why i hate them yeah i i (laughs) i think sobble has legs right uh i think so sobble (laughs) yeah so sobble has legs okay it it does it does kind of a weird thing where like it crawls around on all fours sometimes. Okay. But like but it also like, you know, just stands and and does like the, the Shikamaru pose <laughs> with right. its arms. Yeah. Shikamaru is a Naruto character. He's very cool. I like him. Uh <laughs> But yeah, I guess there's that. They're all bipeds. They're they all have the same kind of they all have a similar head shape. And they're all kind of like the same size uh-huh that too yeah yeah I, I i can see why why people are disappointed with with the amount of similarities it does like, seem like more than usual I, I, you know I, hate is a strong word i like them fine yeah they're fine uh but they definitely feel like like pan sage pan poor and and pan what was the other one uh the three monkeys a panseer panseer they feel more like that to me than a trio of like starters i i definitely disagree there like i you know there, there's one thing like three pokemon that are meant to feel similar thematically mm-hmm. and and these three i i do see the similarities but i still think they're distinct enough and i i still like them i still like all three okay um score bunny's cute I I start with a fire starter every time. Right. I am more than fine still doing that this time. <laughs> I alternate between water and grass, and this time I'm doing grass. I will be picking Grookey. Grookey. Yes. And uh, my girlfriend fucking loves Sobble, <laughs> and she's picking Sobble. That's so perfect. That, so yeah, that works out really well. We can all fight each other. Yeah. And, uh, it'll be like a, a triangle of pain. Speaking of triangles. Yes. Now that we know what their starter forms are, uh-huh. uh, what do you think the final evolution type combination for each starter is going to be? Uh, so I know that um, one thing that you're very hopeful for is that Score Bunny will not be firefighting. Uh, yeah, super hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was a, you know, I've played every gen of Pokemon, right? right. And there was kind of a stretch where for three generations in a row, the final evolution of the Firestarter was firefighting. Mm-hmm. Blaziken was firefighting, Infernape was firefighting, and for some stupid reason, Embor was firefighting. <laughs> uh, and they finally broke in that cycle, like Fennekin was fire psychic. Uh-huh. Uh, fire, fire cat. Uh, Incineroar was fire dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had a little trouble there for a second. Fire cat. <laughs> and uh and I just like that trend to continue. That 
That'd be that, real that, nice. Or rather, you know, you'd like that broken trend to continue. Yeah, more. yeah, exactly. The the, yeah. the fact that there is no trend anymore, I'd like that to continue. I'd like I like fire starters to continue being type combinations that fire starters have not been yet. Okay. I am inclined to agree with your instinct there, or maybe agree with your hope, mm-hmm. because I actually think that the character who has the best chance of being something fighting would be Grookey. I think grass fighting is going to be what we're going to get this time. Okay. He just feels to me as though he could really wind up evolving into kind of a brawler style character. That's cool. Uh, and like, maybe like, maybe the stick he's playing with in that trailer. Like, like a staff. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like a club. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Down for that either way. Nice. I think that for Sobble, uh, because they have this thing where Sobble is, you know, very sad, obviously. That's kind of like the motif there. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're going to really double down on that as Sobble evolves and eventually make him water dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just kind of have Misery somehow play into his overall aesthetic. Uh-huh. Score Bunny is the most difficult for me because he's not firefighting. Right. Uh, or, you know, in, in my, in this fantasy that I have, he's not firefighting. Right. <laughs> have you seen, have you seen that meme where, like, someone draws, like, draws second forms for each of the starters, and they're all like, it's like, Grookey's evolution, grass fighting, Scorbunny's evolution, firefighting, Sobble's <laughs> evolution, water fighting, and it shows their third evolutions, and they're all fighting, fighting. fighting. Right, right, yeah. yeah. That's and, and they're all just, like, big, like, muscly... Masses, yeah. But yeah, go on, I'm sorry. Uh, So I'm going to say, and this feels like my weakest guess, but I'm just going to throw it out there, Mm -hmm. that Score Bunny is going to be fire flying, and he's going to have that second type because he can jump incredibly high. Interesting. Those are kind of cool. Here's my issue. Two of those are repeats. Water Dark has been done by Greninja. Uh-huh. Fire Flying has been done by Charizard. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that doesn't mean that they won't happen. And They're... I don't feel bad about that, because that'll still be less repeats than firefighting three times in yes, a row. Yes, absolutely it will be. <laughs> um, and, and I think, you've, I think you've, uh, you've justified them well enough. Thank I, you. I think those are solid. So here's my guesses. Okay. I think Grookey, grass fighting's really cool. Thank you. But I feel somehow like Grookey is going to be Grass Dark instead. Oh, Maybe okay. his final evolution will have kind of a King Kong thing going on. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, see, see, I was sort of like, I think I was imagining, you know, evolving more into like a martial artist using a bow staff, and you're yeah. thinking more almost like an Oni with a big club. Yes. Right, yeah. Yes, I am, yeah. Yeah, something like that would be cool, too. Uh, Score Bunny. So, the bandages on his, on his person, mm-hmm. uh, you know, give... The the first instinct is yeah they give kind of a fighting right uh motif but someone pointed out that they're probably meant to invoke the aesthetic of a soccer player okay actually one of our fans cool Gabe brought that up to me and uh, they mentioned that uh fire electric uh huh would be a really cool type combo for like a soccer player kind of like a Super Mario Strikers vibe sure you know? sure um. And actually, that idea is so cool and so plausible to me that that's I I'm I'm latching onto that now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah so, uh, grass dark, fire electric, and for Sobble, uh, Sobble has kind of uh, in Sobble's opening animation, Sobble kind of 
materializes, right? Like Sable's initially invisible, he's camouflaged uh-huh. into the water. And both the sadness thing and that give me kind of like a ghost vibe. Ooh, I like that. Water ghost. Uh-huh. I like that a lot. Yeah, so those are those are all starter combos that haven't been done before, uh-huh. and also I think would still fit these Pokemon thematically. Nice. Uh Fire, Fire Electric is the one I'm least sure about. I could also see it, like, maybe somehow being Fire Fairy. Just mm-hmm, Fire sure, Fairy's sure. cool. But yeah, those those are those are what I'm feeling right now. Uh, and I would love all those. I love all those. Yeah, I'm totally down with those. Especially nice. Water Ghost. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't be picking the Water Ghost Pokemon, I love Ghost-type. And so I just appreciate that being in the game. Yeah, you yeah. would. You would. I would. Okay, so uh, let's talk about some other details sort of revealed either implicitly or explicitly by the trailer. Sure. Um, One is that the trailer seemed to demonstrate traditional Pokemon gameplay. Uh You see the trainer running into the grass, seeing a Pikachu, and then throwing out a a Mencino to attack the Pikachu. Right. So that simultaneously confirms two things. Okay. One is that at least the default will not be a Pokemon Go style minigame where you throw Pokeballs at the Pokemon instead of battling them. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. When I realized that there was a huge like sigh so of relief. Good. Yeah. But it also uh kind of confirms that you won't see wild Pokemon in the wild. Mm-hmm. You have to like enter the t- tall grass and do the whole random encounter thing. Right. Which is which I'm I'm less fond of them, you know, not uh, taking that from Pokemon Go, but it's, like, fine. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, we've been doing that the whole time. Yeah. I'll get used to it. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll take that trade-off. Yes. If, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. If random if random encounters being back means that I, I don't have to do the Pokemon Go catching minigame, I can just, like, catch Pokemon the normal way. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really okay with that. Me too. But another omission from Pokemon Let's Go is that uh, there don't appear to be partner Pokemon or Pokemon that follow you anymore. Uh-huh. Probably because they didn't want to make 300 more character models for that. <laughs> right. Uh, or they don't have them ready yet or whatever. That, um, that is a shame, but if they had been as hastily and poorly implemented as they were in Pokemon Let's Go, I wouldn't have wanted them anyway. How, how do you feel that they were hastily and poorly implemented? Uh, was, was it just like... The fact that, uh, like, you could be riding an Onyx and then and then you, like, bump into a sign and suddenly Onyx vanishes. Yeah, like, the disappearing and reappearing I didn't like. Um, I thought that the scale for some Pokemon was really weird, like Big-Ass Haunter and stuff like that. that the Big-Ass Haunter is based off of Haunter's size in relation to a human person. And then... <laughs> Uh, there's also that Charizard glitch I encountered where I was just stuck in the air and couldn't get down and had to restart my game. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Altogether. I mean, it just, especially like the constant disappearing and reappearing Pokemon thing. It made it so that like, I didn't want to have my Pokemon out because that bothered me so much, but I felt like I had to because they found berries for me. (laughs) It was just like this kind of weird cycle of despair. I see. Yeah. In any case... Uh, it could just be that they haven't, they've decided not to show us that feature yet. True. Uh, but it's also possible that it's just not a thing. At the end of the trailer, uh, you're in like a football stadium, like wearing a jersey. 
Okay. Uh, right? Right. Uh, some people think that there's just going to be like a football. You're going to play football or there's going to be like a football style <laughs> mini game. Right. It's just Blitzball for Pokemon. Uh, that would be rad. <laughs> but I think it's rather that like this is going to be like how they fluff the Pokemon League in this game. That's what I was like thinking the, Like the Pokemon yeah. League is like, yeah. Like Pokemon battling is like a sport, uh-huh. you know, and uh, and gyms will be more like literal gyms where you're <laughs> you're sort of training like right. for this sport to sort of be able to do this professionally like in the league that is really funny to think about actually like especially playing through pokemon let's go like they're not gyms <laughs> you can call them a gym if you want but then you go into like the fire gym and it's a game show <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah they're they're just gonna make make it feel like a really sensational sport just like the a revered sport, the way that soccer's revered right. in uh, in the UK. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that'll be really cool. At the end of the direct, the the guy said that there would be more Pokemon projects to come in 2019. Mm-hmm. So some predictions we made did not come to light. Uh, stuff like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which I actually I think I pretty much said I don't think we're going to see that this year. Okay, right, um, and. Uh, but more specifically, the Pokemon mobile game, uh, the Pokemon trading card game, mobile game mm-hmm. uh, that I was predicting. I feel like there's room for that to be announced later this year. Okay. Yeah. So we are now in the Pokemon Gen 8 reveal cycle. Right. Which means that roughly once a month, they're going to give us a little more, like a like a morsel of Pokemon <laughs> Sword and Pokemon Shield info. Uh-huh. So what do you think they're going to show us next? Um, I'm going to be a bit of a pessimist. I think what they're going to show us next is some way that they have shoehorned in Pokemon Go connectivity. Interesting. I think that it's going to be on a a smaller scale than Let's Go. um, And it's going to feel very phoned in. But I think that, like, they'll be like, we're revealing a new feature for Sword and Shield, and everyone will be really excited, and then it will be that, and no one will care. <laughs> that's my prediction. Okay. I think you're going to be right, Okay, but I don't think that's what they're doing next. Okay. Um, also, I think one thing they could do next is kind of have kind of a story event for Melton and Melmetal within okay. Sword and Shield, and you will need to connect the game to Pokemon Go in order to get Melton in order to experience that story. Oh, God. Okay. That's, that would be my take on your take. I see. What I think they'll reveal next is I think they're going to start small. Okay. And I think they will show us the starting rodent <laughs> and the starting bird, kind of kind of those staple pokemon. Right. The uh, Pidgey and the Rattata of uh, of the Sword and Shield region, if it's, you will. Exactly. I think I think the rodent will be a shrew. Oh, okay. That evolves into a possum. Okay. Or maybe a shrew that evolves into a bandicoot. All right. In my fake Dunda region, mm-hmm. I had a shrew that had a split evolution. Oh. Uh, it could evolve normally at level 20 into a bandicoot. Sure. Or, uh, because my setting was more mature, if the Pokemon died during battle, <laughs> it would evolve into a normal ghost oh, okay. uh, possum. That's cute. Called Possumort. Because he's playing possum. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Which of which of course you know like 
in, in a tabletop setting, that's like something you discover organically. Yeah. Right? Like, oh no, he died. Uh, in a video game, you'd be like, I'm going to kill this Pokemon. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sacrifice this like Isaac was commanded to sacrifice his son by God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heavy shit. Uh, I don't know about the bird. Um, in my fake region, uh, the bird was uh, a little a little chicken, like a little chick. Okay. Right? Uh, chip heap. Uh-huh. If it was a boy, it would evolve into a rooster Pokemon. Named Pappycock, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and if it was a girl, it would evolve into a hen Pokemon named Mother Clucka. Oh no! Uh, I, <laughs> I, um, uh, I'm going to make a more reasonable prediction for what the bird Pokemon could be. All right, I think it's going to start off as like a little sandpiper style Pokemon. You know, those like beach birds with the with the legs that like just kind of like go around uh-huh uh and i think that over time it, you know it'll have three evolutions by the third evolution it will be like a beautiful egret that's cool i like that thank you i like that i don't know what it's called what any of them are called that's okay i that that's fine i appreciate that and i think that they will be water flying interesting or flying while water um no no you, you had it right the first time uh generally with pokemon with flying type pokemon uh-huh. They almost always have the flying is almost always the secondary type. Oh, that, that's okay. the one Pokemon that they huh. consistently do that with. Okay, then. Yeah, I'll stick with water flying. Yeah. Nito. Thank you. Mother Cluck is a bad name, and saying it out loud, I realize that now. That's okay. You know, we all have moments like that in our lives. I, for instance, once almost wore a fedora regularly. <laughs> and you can find out more about that if you subscribe to our Patreon <laughs> and listen to our other podcast, Bootsu. What a, the the best sell you've ever made. Thanks. Do you want to listen to us talk about fedoras? <laughs> <laughs> Pay us money. Come on. <laughs> what a great deal for you. For the cost of eventually a fedora, if you stay subscribed long enough, <laughs> we will not give you a fedora. <laughs> I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the cost of subscribing to us will eventually be equivalent to that oh, of buying okay. a fedora. But you're getting better value because uh, you get to listen to us instead of wearing a fedora and embarrassing yourself. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so one last bit of Pokemon discussion I want to have. Uh-huh. Uh, you and I both think that a Gen 8 Pokemon is going to be Smash Bros. DLC. We do. Uh, we thought that before we even knew about Gen 8. That's true. Uh, and we figured it'd be kind of near the end of that DLC pack cycle. Right. So now that we know the starters, mm-hmm. which starter is going to evolve into the Smash DLC? I've already predicted that it's going to be the grass starter, and the fact that I think that Grookey's going to become grass fighting does not diminish that opinion. Okay. So I'm going to stick with grass. I think it's going to be grass. Okay, cool. I, I think you're onto something there. I think uh, I think Grookey's evolution could be like a cool heavyweight Pokemon, uh-huh. you know? I think maybe the likelihood hierarchy would be like Grookey, then Sobble, then Scorbunny. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I would have thought you'd say Grookey, then Scorbunny, then Sobble. Um, one thing is that we already have, uh, two fire starters uh-huh. in Smash, but I, I don't think that actually matters to Sakurai right. or Nintendo, but I do think that Sobble's going to be weird. <laughs> yes. Uh, like, I agree. So, like Sobble's evolution is going to be like 
something kind of wacky and unprecedented. Uh-huh. And, uh, and having that as a playable Pokemon character. But here's, here's the actual thing, though. Our thoughts there don't matter, because Nintendo <laughs> made this decision right. and not Sakurai. So the Pokemon that they picked is going to be the Pokemon that Ash picks as a starter mm. in the Pokemon Sword and Shield anime. Okay. And we won't know who that is for a while. Right. Yeah. That's that's my guess right there. Okay, I think that's a good guess. That's yeah. got some weight to it. Um, Historically, Ash has ended up with the grass Pokemon first more often than not. Okay. Uh, he got Bulbasaur first, uh-huh. I think. Or Charmander. Uh, um, I'm not sure. He might end up with Charmander first. Either way, he did end up with Chikorita first. Okay. Uh, so did I when I played Silver. He he had Trico first okay. in Ruby and Sapphire, and uh, and Grovile slash Sceptile was kind of his ace. Okay. Diamond and Pearl, I think he had. I think he had the Turtle. I think he had. Okay. He had Turtwig. Okay. Because Dawn had a Piplup, and, uh. and his rival that didn't that mattered for like seven seconds, <laughs> Paul, had had an had a Chimchar. <laughs> what a fucking name. <laughs> Uh, Hi, I'm Ash. I'm Don. I'm Paul. <laughs> he he had an Oshawott in black and white. In Gen Six, he <laughs> had. Uh, I have an otter. Wow, that's the most interesting thing about you. <laughs> I forget what he did for Gen Six, but in Gen Seven, he uh, he carried a Rowlet around in his backpack a lot. That's cute. So. Uh, so yeah, he tends to end up with grass Pokemon, if not first, and they still matter a lot in his team, the grass starter specifically. So I think Grookey is actually the most likely to be a starter, and therefore the most likely to evolve into our DLC character. Okay. Alright. Well, with all that Pokemon talk out of the way, mm-hmm. let's turn back the clock a single day. Oh, I like the way you rhymed, I can't believe you did it on time. Being as cool as you should be a crime. There, there you go. I, I was gonna, I was gonna roast you for rhyming rhyme with time. I feel like that's like the most cliche rhyme you can go with. Uh, but you, you brought crime in, and and I'll, I'll give you some points. If you ever get arrested, I'll pay you a dime <laughs> for, for your bail. That's all right, all right. yeah, yeah, that's that's better. That's better. Thank you, thank you. You, you are improving. <laughs> so <laughs> I see. I'm glad that this. I'm glad this rap is getting progressively better and not worse. <laughs> Some people would say that, I'm sure. So, so on the 27th, we saw some Pokemon. But on the 26th, Mr. Wizard. This is the stupidest fucking name. Joey Queller yeah. revealed the nine games coming to Evo 2019. Right. This lineup initially felt very safe, and then there were some major shakeups. Yeah, then it got weird in a cool way. Yeah, so let's let's talk about the games he revealed in order. Okay. So first he revealed Tekken 7. Good choice. Yeah, not a surprise, Yeah, but a good pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tekken 7 Top 8 was actually really hype for me last year. Yeah, you know, like, I don't really understand how to play that game, but <laughs> uh, I enjoy I enjoy watching it. 
Like, I, I think it's a, a really good game to watch competitively, mm-hmm. and I think it definitely deserves to be back this year. I agree. Also, people are going to be playing Negan. Like, yes. Like, at <laughs> that, that's going to be such a wacky year. Definitely it's, deserved. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I was watching a YouTube video of someone doing some ranked matches with Negan, and uh, he sure is there. You know, <laughs> like I don't necessarily know that he fits into the game, but uh, he's there. He's hitting people with a spiky bat, uh-huh. and uh, he is there. He's definitely <laughs> physically present. <laughs> well, well yeah, well put, man. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, next up, Street Fighter Five. Uh huh. Uh, also, not very shocking. No. I'm I'm still like Street Fighter Five is my main game, right? The the one that I play uh, the closest to competitively, the one I enter in tournaments. Uh-huh. I'll be taking Street Fighter Five to Combo Breaker this year. Yeah, you got a mean birdie. I'm a little bummed that Capcom is already kind of winding down character releases for the game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At in December we got Cage with a K, right? And he's He's eviler Ryu, basically. <laughs> uh, Ryu has cleansed uh, the Satsui no Hado uh, from his body. So that body took a... So that that spirit, that that energy, took a physical form <laughs> that resembles Ryu. Right. Which, uh, <laughs> which is just the plot of Shadow Jago. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, from, from Killer Instinct. Fuck, that's a good point. Killer Instinct actually did that first. Which is funny because Jago is just Ryu, and it's like it's come full circle. Yeah, you know? right? <laughs> it's it's the Ouroboros, except instead of eating itself, they're just copying each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of kind of bummed mm-hmm. that Street Fighter V presumably has done so poorly sales-wise that they're... <laughs> Just kind of winding down support for the game. I'm really wondering what they're going to do next with Street Fighter at this point, you know? Um, I feel like Street Fighter Six is going to be on the PlayStation 5. Uh-huh. And this time they will just make sure that it has a robust single player uh, to start. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, because I, I think they realize that the, that the Street Fighter brand... It's still mm-hmm. viable. It's still strong. Right. Uh, the anniversary collection sold really well on the Switch. Uh-huh. And I think elsewhere. But I think I think they realized that they they launched Street Fighter V with many mistakes and they just could not recover. Right. So I think uh I think maybe they'll give Street Fighter Six a shot, but they will if they cut corners, they'll do it in ways that they think won't make a difference <laughs> this time. Which would be a mistake because that's exactly what they did with Street Fighter V. Right. They they really polished the multiplayer part and thought that the single player didn't matter. Uh-huh. And then Mortal Kombat X and Injustice 2 absolutely smoked it in sales <laughs> because they had robust single player experiences. And, you know, p- quite possibly other reasons as well. Like what? I, mean, I don't know what they are. I just think, you know, I mean, it, it could be that uh, people like Mortal Kombat more than Street Fighter, for instance. I don't know about that. That seems uh, stupid. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Street Fighter Five will be there. They'll probably I don't know. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a character besides Cage that I can play as That'd be nice. by by the time it's at Evo. What do you? Uh, so 
imagine that Street Fighter VI gets announced at Evo. Let's say, imagine <laughs> that there's some kind of insane universe where that happens. Sure. What would be the number one new feature that would make you go, damn, I really want... Like, I mean, you're going to get it anyway. But yeah, something that makes you even more enthusiastic than you otherwise would be about picking up the next entry <laughs> in the franchise. Maybe features too specific a word, just like the thing they could yeah. show you. Yeah, the, the thing that would that would hook me and get me, like, yeah. like day one instantly in. Besides, Dan is in it. That'd, that'd be a good one. Dan, <laughs> yeah. Dan is in it would be a good one. <laughs> I I already know the answer to this, and it's such a me answer. Oh, I know it too. The game is a time skip. Yep, <laughs> Sakura is the main character <laughs> as an adult uh-huh. in like her thirties. Right. Ryu is an old man, uh-huh. the wise old man. Yeah. yeah, and and the cast is made up of like you know some several returning adults in like their 50s and 60s right right like sort of grizzled like police vet chun li and and a bunch of the returning teenage characters Uh are adults right right uh like adult ibuki uh (laughs) adult makoto right more adult alex uh ed has like his body is like rapidly aged or something that's cool right and new characters are several of the children right. of existing Street Fighter characters. Instead of Ken, uh, his son Melmasters will be the playable character that plays like Ken. But Ken will be a DLC later. It'll be fine. Old Ken. So I know that the kid's name is first name Mel, last name Masters. Yeah. There was a second where my brain went, his name is Mel Masters? <laughs> Mel Masters! What the fuck kind of a name? Mel Masters Masters? <laughs> Ken is such a moron. Why would he name his kid that? His kid's name is Mel. Right. <laughs> Which isn't the best naming job from Ken. But it's better than Mel Masters. It's better than Mel Masters. Better than Mel Masters Masters. I'll take, I'll take Mel. But yeah, if, if the game's a time skip, it takes place after three... And you, like, instead of having a bunch of, like, complete strangers as characters, you have these characters that you can really connect to throughout the lore, Mm -hmm. but at different ages, uh, and you get kind of this legacy feel. Yeah, I'd I'd slap down 60 fucking dollars before I could even blink. So what you're saying is, if Street Fighter did what Mortal Kombat X has already done... yeah. I see. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think that'll happen. I think Street Fighter Six will be partially a retelling of 3, and then maybe finally go a little past 3 uh, in the okay. timeline. And then maybe Street Fighter Seven can be what I want. But that is what would truly excite me okay. about Street Fighter and its roster and its lore. Uh, I, I know that's not really a mechanical thing, but the thing well, is that... Street, yeah, the thing is that Street Fighter games just tend to be pretty good mechanically uh-huh. like even when like every street fighter game i have found merit in on a mechanical level right and i i don't doubt that will also happen with six cool what about you oh like like what feature would uh would have to be in the game for me to want to get it yeah what would hook you with street fighter six <laughs> the elimination of charge commands ha. no charge commands no character has one they're completely out of the game that's what would make me interested in learning Street Fighter 6. Okay. Because Street Fighter 5 
has a number of characters that would be my shit if it weren't for charge commands. Right. Um, in particular, I really wanted to pick up Fong. Like, yeah. I think he's so cool. His moves are right up my alley. Yeah. They're all charge commands. Yeah. Uh, Nikali, uh all right. is, is also kind of my jam. He's got command grabs. He's got cool rushdown things going on. He's got charge commands. Yeah. It just, like, it's, I would rather have, like, three half-circle supers <laughs> than charge commands in a fighting game. It okay. drives me up the fucking wall. If there were no charge commands in Street Fighter VI, I would buy my own copy of the game and learn to play it. Dang, okay, noted. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't hold my breath because, actually, it's funny. Like, Street Fighter V, when it launched, like toned down <laughs> right. the amount of charge commands you would typically see uh -huh. from a Street Fighter game, and then kept some charge commands anyways. That's so dumb. Yeah. Um, but, but who knows? Maybe they'll completely eliminate them with 6. Because with 5, they started experimenting with, like, even simpler control schemes. Sure, that's true. Right? Like, like Ed, you don't even have to do motions with Ed. Uh -huh. You just hold down buttons, you just press two buttons at a time, you just press buttons. I'm still bad with him, but that was cool. Yeah. I think Falk does the same thing. I believe so. Yeah. You you did actually remind me of something that I would really like to see from Street Fighter, even if I personally don't need it anymore, uh -huh. uh, to quite the same extent. A playable, in-depth tutorial of, uh -huh. of the game's mechanics, of the way fighting games work in general. <laughs> right. And character-specific tutorials on top of that. Yes, I agree 100%. Yeah, I I think I think just Street Fighter really needs that to be considered a contemporary game still, mm -hmm. and to get beginners interested in it. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, we talked about Street Fighter for a while, didn't see that coming! Yeah, who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> the next game revealed was Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Yeah. Which I wasn't really expecting to get. Like, no, I, I was a little surprised by that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. I'm yeah. glad to see him again. Me too. It feels like the cast is going to be expanding a bit by the time we get it at Evo. Right. Right? They just announced a few new characters. They just announced Arcana Heart uh -huh. is going to be in the game. Um, and they've also announced that there's going to be more fates, more guests, like, you know, more franchises are going right. to be entering uh, Blaze Blue. So, Which is cool. Yeah. The color representing the new fate is a bright blue. Okay. I've heard a, a few takes on what that could be. My favorite take I've heard is uh, Chaos Code. I do like that. Yeah. I don't know how realistic that is, but I do like that. Chaos Code is published by Arc System Works. True. There is an extent to which it feels as though, in terms of popularity, they're on completely different tiers from one another. Oh, they're on a completely different tier from Blaze Blue for right. sure. But are they on a completely different tier from Under Night in Birth? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you say completely different? Yeah. Uniel has seen consistent inclusion in the tournament circuits <laughs> uh, throughout its life cycle. Right. Chaos Code has never been in a major tournament. That, that's true. We've we've been lucky to get side tournaments for it uh, at uh, at Combo Breaker, and seven people show up to the side tournament. Right, yeah. yeah that, that's like a good they're, point. That's they're good run point. by a friend of ours, and it's very difficult to fill a bracket of eight people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair, fair enough. 
I just really like Chaos Code. No, me too. I think it'd be great if Chaos Code characters were included. It's especially Cthulhu, who yeah. is the best one. It's a really good fighting game, guys. Yes. You have you have the daughter of Cthulhu, who's like this bullet <laughs> hell zoner. Uh-huh. Uh, you have Bravo, a a chef. Yeah. Uh, grappler. He throws He's... you by putting you like in a skillet right. and like swinging you around, or trapping you in a giant dumpling. Yeah, or like, he's wild. Yeah, or uh, he's a grappler with a projectile. The projectile's him flipping a table at you. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, great game. Real good. I I could see that maybe as a as a move by Arc System Works to show people that this fighting game is a thing. Yes. Also potentially Dengenki Bunko fighting climax. Okay. Yeah. Less then, exciting, but makes more sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> By the way, like uh, Blaze Blue finals were real fun to watch. I no, thought. it's it's a cool game. Like there's a Jube player last year, and man, that was that was just a blast to uh-huh. watch. Uh, there's a Waldstein player that was a blast to watch. Love that character. Yeah. So yeah, lo- looking uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate was then revealed. Uh, not surprising, but awesome. Yeah, exactly. Not not a surprise, but definitely welcome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll it be cool. It'll be cool to see Ultimate at Evo. Ulti- yeah. Ultimate's first Evo, it'll, it'll be very exciting. I agree. Yeah. Is it disappointing to me on a personal level that it, like its predecessors, will be hampered by ridiculous tournament restrictions? Yes, but I'm <laughs> glad it's there anyway. Yeah, I... I'm I'll be interested to see this gigantic roster played at the highest level we will see it be played at for a while. I agree. Will I be interested to see that gigantic roster played in the Animal Crossing stage over and over again? Probably, but not as interested as I could be if there were more variety there. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I feel you. Fuck that stage. <laughs> uh uh I say that as a guy who loves Animal Crossing. Fuck that stage. I never want to see it again. <laughs> uh, we will be talking a bit more about Smash Bros. in a little bit. Right. Uh, but the next reveal is Dragon Ball Fighters, which was a mild surprise for me because mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fighters has been getting pulled from tournaments right. uh, in the recent past because uh, because one of the owners of the anime probably are like, like doing like legal takedowns basically um thankfully uh the evo organizers got that worked out Mm -hmm. and and dragon ball fighters will be back it'd be a real shame if it wasn't because it's a hugely popular and very well-made fighting game yeah and i want to see videl in the top eight yes and if i didn't get an opportunity for that to happen (laughs) i would be very upset sonic fox if you're listening play videl Sonic Fox, if you're listening, thanks for listening to our podcast. You're very popular. Maybe you could tweet about us or something. Yeah, and Sonic Fox, if you're listening, don't do that Goichi shit again. (laughs) Sonic Fox, if you're listening, I know that you're gay, and it's cool. I'm cool with it. (laughs) Sonic Fox, if you're listening... I don't have anything else. (laughs) Uh, obviously, it's great that Sonic Fox is gay. I, I'm very supportive of it. I was referencing a meme. Yes. Um, and it's great that Sonic Fox is listening to this podcast. <laughs> Sonic Fox, if you're listening, it's not great that you're not <laughs> listening to this podcast. You've created a paradox, Yeah, Sonic wait Fox. a minute. My brain is exploding <laughs> right now. There's a black hole in the center of my skull. <laughs> Sonic Fox, if you're not not listening... 
don't not listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm Daniel. <laughs> Are you okay, man? I'll be okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters will be cool. I, you know, we'll we'll see. Broly. Next up. <laughs> Good finish. <laughs> Next up. Really stuck the landing there. Next up is Soul Calibur 6. Right. Uh, I am uh, cool with this because I think that Soul Calibur 6 is fun to watch competitively, even if I don't think that overall it's a good game. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, it's cool to see more 3D fighter representation. Agreed. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe... Maybe there'll be a DLC character I'm actually interested in by the time it's at Evo. <laughs> I'm interested to see what 2B is like competitively. Yeah. Like, even if there isn't one in top eight or whatever, I'm sure there will be some in pools. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Up next, Jean Francis. Whoop, 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 whoop! Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah! <laughs> Fatality! <laughs> the the farthest thing from a surprise, we knew it'd be there. Yeah, we. we I mean, obviously, it's going to be there. Yeah. Whenever a new NetherRealm game comes out, the old NetherRealm game stops showing up at Evo. Yeah. And uh, that is certainly true this time. Yeah, but it's going to be great. Oh, fuck yes. It's going to be real great. Oh, man. I've been watching every combat cast with bated breath. I've been watching analyses of the reveals. I'm so ready for this fucking game yeah and i'm so ready for it to be at evo yeah it's gonna be fantastic gonna be excellent and then and and then the upset started yes so the next reveal was a game that currently still does not have a definitive release date (laughs) right samurai showdown yeah this is gonna be depending on how close this comes out relative to the start date of evo like it's going to be a wacky tournament. Yeah. People are going to be playing. They'll have no idea what they're doing. Right. Like, it's going to be wild. It's <laughs> like, you know, I think the top eight will obviously still be incredibly competent. Oh, of course. Even if it came out a day earlier. Right. Because that's how nuts some competitive players are. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I, I think it is going to be a wacky tournament. I think yeah. like, I think people will still be experimenting with things. So you'll see some weird stuff uh-huh. that you will not see in the game competitively for the rest of its lifetime. Which I'm okay with. I'm always okay with like really strange matchups and interesting strategies and the things that you see in a, in a game's early life cycle before the meta has time to settle. Yeah. And I also love the Samurai Showdown franchise. So I'm very excited that this is getting included. Yeah, me too. It is wild uh evo is august 2nd through 4th 2019 this year and samurai showdown's announced release date is early summer 2019 right like you know that'd be the earliest it'll come out is late june uh-huh. uh like there this is probably going to be july release date but if they have any trouble with development and yeah. have to delay it at all like this like you like you like, you're that close to release and you can't give us a day? Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah, this this feels like Evo is, like, playing with fire, you know? Like, yeah. Like, they, they might have a game at their tournament that won't be out when the tournament starts. <laughs> right. There's a possibility of that. I don't think it's the likeliest outcome. I, I do think we're getting it in July. Yeah, and I mean, I think that, you know, obviously... 
if they were planning on taking their sweet time, the fact that Evo has committed to their game being there has probably lit a fire under the developers' asses. You know what yeah, I mean? I, you're right. I think it's more likely that the game will release and be a buggy mess <laughs> than the game won't release before August. Yes, I right? think that's true. Yeah, I, I think it'll. I think it'll release and not be been. It'll release in a state where it should have been given more time to cook. Yeah. Uh, but it just couldn't have that time because it needed to be up before Evo. Hopefully that yeah. won't compromise the quality and integrity of the tournament too much. Yeah. Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. But yeah, I, I, I do think it'll release before the tournament, but I also think that it could release two weeks before the tournament. <laughs> right. Uh, so that'll be that'll be interesting. We've had Combo Breakers where the NetherRealm game like you know showcase at that combo breaker had come out two weeks prior true and those those have still been really hype so that is true i do think that uh you know with the exception of mk11 which is taking a rather dramatic departure from the mechanics of the previous NetherRealm games. You played one NetherRealm game, you played them all. Well, I was going to say there was some carryover. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> but uh but uh yeah, that's that's a good point altogether. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. Like Samurai Showdown, like obviously other Samurai Showdown games have happened, but this seems like a very different Samurai Showdown game. Yes. So I guess I feel you there, but I do think some I do think some SNK heads will definitely bring some some top notch gameplay. Oh, for sure. I think that the tournament will be really fun to watch. Whether that is because the meta will be new and there's a lot of stuff cooking, or it'll be because somebody found a wild fucking infinite or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, good point. And finally, the ninth game. Uh, Sean and I were were sitting there being like, okay. Is Melee going to be the last game they announce? <laughs> right. And the last game they announced was Undernight Inbirth EXE Late Bracket ST Bracket. Which precisely zero people were expecting. Yeah, man, this this was a, a left field pick. Yeah, you. this is less left field and more like past the outfield and somewhere in the stands. <laughs> yeah, like I... Uh, Undernight Inbirth... EXE Late ST, has enjoyed uh, a very dedicated community, I yeah. think. and, uh, you know, an enduring popularity among that community, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, uh, and the game is real good, I think. Yes. Uh, I haven't played ST, but I played EXE Late, mm -hmm. and, like, the cast is really good, the mechanics are really good, it's a really good feeling game. Yes. Um, And it's a good mix of, like, good fundamentals and, like, flashy super moves and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh really unique play styles. I think this is actually a perfect game to show at Evo. Yes. But I never would have expected it at Evo. No. Yeah. I I definitely thought that the franchise was kind of past its prime. Uh so this this came as a big surprise to me. Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped to see this at Evo actually. Me, I'm, yeah, I'm me I'm too really to be clear. Yeah. I uh yeah I'm I'm definitely ready. Uh the, the one of the biggest things this means though is that uh, for the first time in like a decade, mm -hmm. uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee will not be present at Evo. And uh, let me just give you a little ASMR here, if you will. Fuck yes! Woo! <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I I wouldn't say that I'm I'm celebrating to the extent that my friend Sean Francis is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh sweet victory. <laughs> you fucks. Get out of here. <laughs> Ultimate forever, baby. <laughs> Or at least uh, for a little while, you know. I don't. I don't want Ultimate to become the new melee. <laughs> I just want it to enjoy a healthy popularity and then get out of the way, just like melee just got out of the way. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Daniel. Please continue with your thoughtful analysis. Uh, I I do think melee has has had a very good run. Um, it's had more than that. Like I, I think one thing worth pointing out is out of all the games on this list. Melee would have been the oldest by by over a decade. Right. Um and it was last year also. Mm-hmm. I think Melee being excluded from this list does not mean it's a bad game. It does not mean it's a dead game. It's certainly not a dead game. Right. Um lots of people still like it. <laughs> yeah. As we've learned. Uh but I, I think Evo is is a tournament, it has been a tournament for a while where we're refreshing the lineup, we're having fresh games present is uh is is a good thing yeah. and and a thing that keeps the scene healthy. Yes. Um that doesn't mean there's no room for old games because an old game has been there since I hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> so Right. Uh obviously that's that's an exaggeration. I'm 32. <laughs> But it has been there since I hit puberty. Yeah, um, I'm still 31, technically. Well, I'm going to be 32 this year. Right. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Evo did ni- a nice little farewell video for, uh-huh. for Melee. And I'm sure that Melee is going to get a really big side tournament. Oh, yeah. Right? They've, they've mentioned, they mentioned that Evo is going to really focus on side tournaments. They're even calling it something else, like the Evo Community Initiative or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know... Marvel Infinite's going to get a focus there. Melee is going to get a focus, along with uh, a bunch of games that wouldn't usually get eyeballs. They really want right. to really grab some obscure stuff and show people that via the side tournament. It's kind of like Sailor Moon for the Super Nintendo got some, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Got some uh, screen time last year. I'm glad that they've come a long way in terms of side tournament support. Yeah. Because when I first learned about Evo, one of the things I did was checked out the side tournament kind of uh, umbrella that they call Animevo, which is like the anime games that they do side tournaments for. Right. And Animevo can be a lot of fun. Some yeah. Sometimes Animevo has been more fun than like the main stage yeah. games. Yeah. But at that time, and that would have been I don't know, probably 2012, 2013 or thereabouts. Right. Um they had in the description for the video that Evo had not allowed them to use the Evo logo, so they had to create their own logo. Wow. Like, that's how low, you know, side tournaments were at Evo at that time. Wow. Uh, and now they're, like, officially, you know, giving them support. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. But yes, uh, if you're a Melee fan, uh, we respect Melee, but we uh, we are okay with it not being at Evo. I I do, you know, I respect Melee. Um, I think, obviously, that uh, the degree to which it was competitively viable relative to some other Smash titles is impressive. Mm-hmm. But there is also an extent to which it's kind of like 
Muhammad Ali continuing to box well past his prime <laughs> and just getting shit on for a while. Uh-huh. Like, uh, so, uh, you know, it's it's fine that at least on the Evo stage it's been put to bed. Right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but, you know, keep, uh, keep listening to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Stick around. Now, hey, listen, 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 listen. Now that he, now that uh, melee isn't an Evo anymore, I'll shit on it less. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is going to be a much more positive podcast now. So just think about that. Just think <laughs> about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep that phrase "more positive podcast" in your head until Eric gets announced, <laughs> and then you can hear Sean bitch some more. That depends on whether they make Eric cool. <laughs> And do the slime shit that I keep talking about. Right, right. Just wait until... Otherwise, I might shit on him a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. At least I won't be shitting on Melee. Just wait until Minecraft Steve gets announced. Oh, play. God. <laughs> you don't want to know what kind of hell that would unleash <laughs> on these airwaves. <laughs> that entire episode will just be me screaming. <laughs> just, uh. <laughs> For an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is one prediction I won't dispute. <laughs> right, yeah. Here at a Smashing Theory, we make regular predictions about Sean's temperament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so um so out of those games announced, they've also revealed which games will be played on Sunday. Right. Those games being Blaze Blue Tag, Smash Ultimate, Tekken 7, and Street Fighter V. Which means that uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur Six, Mortal Kombat Eleven, Samurai Showdown, and Under Night in Birth EXE Late ST are all going to be Saturday games. And that's real weird. That's real weird. <laughs> what is Blaze Blue Tag Battle doing on Sunday? What are they doing there? <laughs> like, like, wh- why isn't Dragon Ball Fighters there? Why yeah. isn't MK Eleven there? What's going on? So BB Tag over Mortal Kombat Eleven makes sense in a weird way because. BB Tag is the anime rep, uh-huh. right? Uh, but that said, like, why is Dragon Ball Fighters not the anime rep? It's weird. Uh, I and I wonder if that's like, if that's just a deal that they cut with mm-hmm. Shuisha or you know the, right. the anime owners or whatever. Like, you know, like yeah, you can you can run it, but it can't be like your your prime time slot or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, it's weird because. Last year, I'm pretty sure there were five games on Sunday, and now there's right. four. That so does like, feel, yeah. So at least, like, squeeze Mortal Kombat 11 mm-hmm. into Sunday and make that, like... Because, yeah, you have an anime rep now, but you don't have a Western-made game rep. Yeah, you know? you're you're cramming a lot into Saturday, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's that, like, Ultimate Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5, those all make sense. Yeah. For Sunday... Those all make a lot of sense. Kind of glad to see Ultimate on Sunday, actually. I was a little worried that wouldn't happen. Yeah, me too. I could definitely see them in another world, you know, having made that a Saturday game. So it's cool that they get that spotlight. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I guess NetherRealm just did not pay Evo enough this year. I guess not. It's, it's, uh, they they did not get that Sunday slot. I guess maybe there's, like, a bit of caution there also. It's like, we don't even know if Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be good yet. Mm, right. But, I don't know. That... <laughs> uh, I don't know that. Yeah, weird, 
weird Sunday lineup, but yeah. at least there'll be some really exciting games to watch on Saturday. True. At least the entire weekend will have stuff worth watching. True. Instead of just Sunday. So that's cool. Yeah. So I guess last thing we can do in regards to this Evo lineup that we now know about is uh, make some early predictions. I'm sure we'll make some more specific predictions in the future as Evo draws closer. Sure. But make some early predictions about what kind of reveals we'll see at this Evo based on what we know now. Okay. So I guess let's start with Saturday games, right? Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur VI, MK11, uh -huh. Samurai Showdown, Lunar Night in Birth. Sure. So Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, like I said, we'll see Broly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, they've already revealed that the last two characters in the Season 2 DLC pass uh, are going to be the movie version of Broly and Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta. Right. Or Vegito, I think Gogeta. So two two cool characters that everyone's interested in. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that they did that. Your your saltiness over the amount of Gokus is not like shared by the whole community. It should be <laughs> by anyone who has good taste. People actually do think that the movie version of Broly is really cool and also for some reason, uh, Gogeta is a big deal because he hasn't been canon for a while or something. I'm I'm just I'm just saying what what's happening in the fan base, my man. Look, I'm not shooting the messenger. I'm just staring at the messenger <laughs> in a really frustrated way. <laughs> <laughs> Sad that like the physicality with which you <laughs> stared at me. That was some beautiful physical comedy that Thank I saw, and uh, and it cannot be translated. I'm glad that in... you think me pursing my lips and tilting my head to the side like an annoyed cat is you, beautiful you, physical comedy. You, you you looked like Rodney Dangerfield was about to sneeze. <laughs> like it was it was just a great visual image. I don't get no respect. I chew. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we we know that those will be on the tail end of the pass, so I think that Eva will be when they show those characters off and we see their gameplay. Okay, yeah, I think that's a good call. Uh, Soul Calibur VI will see a DLC character. Yeah, that's a safe bet. Uh, probably some kind of guest character. Uh, man, I we came up with some really cool guest character ideas on a previous podcast, mm. and I forget all of them now. Yeah, same. Uh, I think we said like a Game of Thrones character. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, um, or, uh, yeah, I don't know, L listen to our other podcasts, I'm sure you'll find something we've, cool. Yeah, we've got shit there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure there'll be some kind of DLC reveal or gameplay reveal or something. Yeah. That, that'll be at that point in the cycle, so we'll see a cool DLC character. Yeah, or maybe just, like, Combat Pack 1. Like, I feel as though they've re they've revealed all the characters in bunches, right? Right, but I, I think Combat Pack 1 will be a combo breaker reveal at the absolute latest. Oh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah, like, the game will have been out for months at this point. Right, 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 okay. So, yeah, so I, I think I think they'll show off some kind of guest character at EVO. Okay. Uh, My guess, Spawn. Yeah, that's, that's that fair. That would be the perfect avenue to show Spawn. Yeah, I can't disagree with you. But I do disagree with you in the sense that I don't think Spawn is interesting, <laughs> and uh, so I would I can't say that I would like that. Very I, I much. guess look at this look at it this way: Spawn has been teased as a DLC character for every NetherRealm uh -huh. game 
made uh, in the time period where DLC is a feasibility. Once Spawn is revealed as a DLC character, he can therefore no longer be revealed as a DLC character for any other Netherrealm game. We will be free. If MK11 winds up being my all-time favorite Netherrealm game, that will be so disappointing. (laughs) Yeah, I love this game. It spawns in it. (laughs) I'm sure at least Spawn's moveset will be really cool. I have faith, you know, in Ed Boon and in the designers on the Netherrealm team. Yeah. In the same way that I have faith in Sakurai, that, like, even if I don't think the character is interesting... They'll make it like I think Leatherface, for instance, is one of the most mechanically cool characters uh-huh. in MKX. Even though when he first got announced, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> uh, so you know, they'll make Spawn cool. Doesn't mean I have to like Spawn. Fair enough. Alternately, I do think that this announcement is a lock. I think it's definitely going to happen. Uh-huh. I don't know if it will happen at Evo. Okay. Pennywise from it. <laughs> As a DLC character. Now that I can get behind. That's cool. Yeah, like, he'll he'll be fucking creepy as hell. He's owned by Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So it'll be easy enough to acquire him if they want to. Sure. He's got a new movie coming out this year. Okay. Just from a marketing perspective, he's perfect. From a Mortal Kombat perspective, he's perfect. Uh, so I think he's in the game but I don't know if he's going to get announced in the summer or the fall. Okay, I, I definitely am picking up what you're putting down there. Cool. You you got any MK11 DLC reveal guesses? I do. And this is a character that I've thought was going to be a DLC character for several Netherrealm games in a row now. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Neo from The Matrix. Oh! Now... Now, you have several points in favor of my mean, green, sunglasses-wearing fighting machine. The first being that he's owned by Warner Brothers. That's yeah. That's Warner Brothers movie franchise. The second being that, uh, and I'm I'm well aware of this now because uh, I have been re-watching the Matrix trilogy while doing some really boring filing at work. Uh-huh. Uh, this is not a franchise that shies away from violence and blood, not to the extent that Mortal Kombat does it. Right. But I don't think that there would be anything untoward about him appearing uh, in the Mortal Kombat universe, especially because they do like different realms and things like that. It could just be like, hey, this is another part of the Matrix. You know, sure, whatever. sure. Yeah. Um, move set potential would be the third. Yeah. Uh, I think you do a lot of cool stuff there. And fourth, Ed Boon loves a good troll and like... I there were just he would get so much glee out of the like wait aren't you Kenshi jokes that uh-huh. he could work into like intros okay yeah um so I think altogether those are my reasons for throwing out a Neo prediction that is an excellent suggestion for another realm game however I think Neo would probably fit better in Injustice I can definitely see the argument there yeah. But I'm predicting him for Mortal Kombat anyway because I love the Matrix and I love <laughs> Mortal Kombat. That's, uh, sure. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. I I do think that like Neo feels distinctly superhero-y, uh-huh. you know. So I I think that he'd be a great fit for an in- Injustice, but I don't think he's a bad fit for Mortal Kombat. Uh, I I just think that like. Injustice fits him like a glove, mm-hmm. and Mortal Kombat fits him like a... Bathtub. <laughs> He's hanging out in there, but it's not one-to-one. 
<laughs> that I was not. I was not gonna say bathtub. It's in there now. He's in the bathtub. <laughs> Whoa! I put bubbles in here. Morpheus, look at the bubbles I made in this bath. That's very good, Dio. You are you are the one. I'm, I'm the one with the bubbles. <laughs> I know bath foo. <laughs> I know this bath very well. Show me. <laughs> um, I should say that uh, my alt prediction, if that doesn't work out, and I won't be right if this gets announced, but I'll be pumped, and I'll kind of be right, is um, Agent Smith. Ah, because yeah. there's a brutality to him that I think maybe suits the world of Mortal Kombat a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. But no Kenshi jokes. Well, I mean, you know, actually, if Kenshi winds up being in the game, then he could be like, you remind me of Mr. Anderson. <laughs> and uh, then Ed Boon would still be happy. Yeah, good good call. Although, um, so we, we were not really talking about this this episode or next episode. Uh, but the Mortal Kombat 11 roster has just been leaked. The whole thing, yeah. The the pretty much the whole thing has been leaked outside of DLC, right? And uh, and Kenshi's not on there. No, but you know he could be in a combat pack. Uh, but here's the thing: Ed Boon has said multiple times in the past that he doesn't like to repeat DLC. He doesn't like to have a character be DLC uh, when it was already DLC in a previous game. Kenshi was DLC in Mortal Kombat 9. <laughs> it, that's, eventually you make so many games that, that's true because rain is also not mm-hmm. uh in the leak list for mortal kombat 11 right but it's weird that he's not in the game at all yeah uh so i would not be surprised if rain was dlc even um, though he was nine dlc here's an another alt thing okay takeda is dlc all kenshi jokes go to him instead Nice. Okay. There we go. Yeah. I, I kind of uh, like that. Yeah. Situation resolved. And and Takeda will have a variation that basically makes him Kenshi. Man, I just like Takeda a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that he winds up coming back in some way. Yeah, same. Um, I love that Lasher variation. So flashy. Oh, yeah. No, it's awesome. He's he's really cool. I'm surprised that he wasn't on that leak list. Me too. I, I, figured, I figured that he would be one of the returning newcomers from, from X, but I guess not. You know, I always leave room in my heart to be a little disappointed by the characters that wind up in another realm game. <laughs> like, I feel as though there's always like, oh, what do you mean you don't have blah yeah, in there's, there? Yeah, there's always some big cuts, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so, I, uh, even though I love Kenshi, you know, his, uh, his, his fate was never guaranteed. Right. You mean Takeda? I'm sorry, yes. Even yeah. though I loved Takeda, his fate was never guaranteed. Neither was Kenshi's. Yeah, fair. Maybe during a, a slow news week, we can talk about the Mortal Kombat leaks. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Yes. But in the meantime, uh, what else do we have to talk about here? Samurai Showdown. Right. What kind of reveals we'll, we'll get? The game will have literally come out. To <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. my big prediction is that there won't be 
jack shit for reveals. <laughs> We're getting no reveals at all. No, we'll we'll get a like. I think this is where they'll tell us what the DLC plan is. You know? I uh, I don't think that we will get any news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think we'll at least get our first DLC character. I think the game will have come out three days beforehand, <laughs> and the reveal will be that it exists. I mean, there's a lot of games where we find out the first DLC character before the game even comes out. That's true. So I I think. I think we'll we'll get a a little a little DLC taste. Although the way SNK does things, I don't think we found out about DLC for King of Fighters 14 mm. until months afterwards. So you could be right. You could be right. There's also just something about about the development process for this game that <laughs> suggests to me that maybe the the long-term game plan is farther off than we think. <laughs> uh but you know, yeah, we'll see, but that's that's my bold prediction that there will be nothing. Very bold. And I do think there is some plausibility in there. Right. So so good prediction, I think. Good Thank prediction, you. man. Yeah, I think we'll get some DLC stuff, but your your confidence does make me a bit nervous. Uh, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, but we'll see. Our final Saturday game, Undernight Inbirth EXE Late. I don't know what they could possibly show here. The game, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I guess a thing they could show is whatever French bread is working on next. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I don't think it will be another iteration of Undernight. Yeah, yeah, I I'm leaning toward the new IP situation. Yeah, myself, new, new IP situation, or I think this would be kind of wild. They announce at Evo that a new Melty Blood game is in development. Ah, okay. Yeah, they they announce the next Melty Blood, and it's like good looking. <laughs> it looks good. Nice. It's it's not like flash sprites, you know. I like that. I like that angle. Yeah. Also, I think Melty Blood has a good look to it. I'm not, I'm not dunking on Melty Blood's look, but I think Melty Blood will look contemporary in this right. reveal. Yes, which yeah. is a good thing. And then Sunday games. Uh, so the Sunday games being BB Tag Ultimate Tekken Seven and Five. Mm-hmm. So Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. I think they will show some, some more BB Tag DLC. Maybe. If they haven't shown that seventh fate yet, uh-huh. uh, or that sixth fate, if they haven't shown that next fate, next, right? Uh, they'll they'll show it there at Evo. Um, <laughs> next fate, next also sounds like the kind of thing that the announcer for a Blaze Blue game says before a round starts, <laughs> right? Like next fate, next, ready, <laughs> fate, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and since this is Arc System Works' like one game on Sunday, uh-huh. I think they'll show some Arc System Works stuff. Nice. I think we're going to see some major information revealed for the Grand Blue Fantasy fighting game. Oh, I like that prediction. Yeah. I'm joining you on that one. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I think if we don't know the release date yet, that's where they'll drop that. And I think we'll see some some good Grand Blue Fantasy stuff. You know... I once downloaded and tried to play Grand Blue Fantasy on my computer, uh-huh. which involved a lot of effort, right? <laughs> because it's like there is an English version of the game that you can access if you navigate through several Japanese submenus, but like the install is all in Japanese and it's just very difficult for someone who does not speak that language to actually get it up and running. Huh. Um and I went through all that effort and then started to play it, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. And it was just a complete waste of time. However, 
You you can play Granblue Fantasy in English now, though, right? No, that's that's what I mean. You can play it in English, but you have to install it and get to the menu option for English by navigating Japanese options. But can can't you just get an official English version of the game now? You like could not when I did this, which was within the last six months. That's so you weird. You could not do that at least for the computer. Yeah. Uh, hold on. You you're sure you're thinking of Grand Blue Fantasy? I'm sure I'm thinking of Grand Blue Fantasy. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. It's never come out in the United States for reals. For reals. That's that's weird. They they have such a they have such a loud U.S. fan base that I just kind of figured. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Like uh, they have a very loud U.S. fan base, and and what I was leading up to is that even though I didn't have a good time with Grand Blue Fantasy, the original game. Every time they've done a spin-off or a crossover, it's looked or has been awesome. Yeah. Like, um, I really liked the inclusion of Grand Blue Fantasy cards in Shadowverse, which is a card game that I play. Mm-hmm. You have that RPG that's coming out that looks really cool, the yeah. console RPG. Oh, yeah, Relink. Uh-huh. No, that looks awesome. Uh, and then you have the fighting game that's coming out, which also looks completely rad. Yeah. Okay, so at TGS 2015, it was announced that the game would receive an international release in March 2016. Mm-hmm. Instead of an international launch, a language patch was released, yeah. adding an in-game option to switch from Japanese to English. That's what I did. This allows international players who have been playing the Japanese version to keep <laughs> out of all of their data. Yeah, uh, that's what I tried to do, and then and I, that was a mess. And I launched it, and I was like, I don't actually care about this very much. <laughs> But yeah, like all, like every other piece of Grand Blue Fantasy content that I've experienced, I've liked. So I'm excited about the fighting game that's coming out, and I'm looking forward to getting more information about it. Me too. Uh, I, I am excited about that fighting game. The character designs for the fighting game look cool, so I'm very intrigued, even though uh, I I don't know anything about that mobile game, really. Yeah, right. Also, I am excited for that RPG, that yeah, PS4 game. God, Ooh, that looks good. good. Yeah. I I also think that Blaze Cross Tag Battle could end with uh with some kind of persona 5 arena tease uh-huh uh-huh um, I, I like think that. i think at this point we will know that persona 5 arena exists okay so we'll just show like a little bit uh-huh. but not a lot because that game's far off because they're focusing on grand blue fantasy right now right uh but yeah i think we'll get a little something something cool a little something something i like something something <laughs> uh tekken 7 i think that uh, Tekken 7's content release cycle is kind of at an end now that right. we have Negan. So I think we will get some kind of other Namco Bandai, Bandai Namco fighting game announcement. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, potentially a Naruto Fighters. Okay. Uh, or like some, yeah, I think I think they're going to say we have some kind of anime ip okay and here's a fighting game about it all right i i think i think that's going to be along the lines of what happens they could just show off jump force dlc Uh and everyone will roll their eyes my prediction we will get a confirmation that pocken 2 is in development oh that's rad thank you that that's pretty rad that would require an okay from game freak Uh uh-huh and they're not always cool about giving okays to show things at events because they're weird i think that we will get a splash screen that has the pocket 2 logo on it okay and that'll be it i think mm. that's what will be there 
Just to, mm. we'll just we'll just learn that it's a thing. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's still more than Game Freak lets anyone do, not on their terms. But I I accept this prediction. It's an interesting one. Thank you. Yeah, very bold. That's you're, me. You're, you're a bold boy, Saucy Sean. <laughs> Saucy Sean. Fuck Francis. That's, uh, that is my name. That's my full name. So, then we got Street Fighter Five, Right. I think they do have at least one new character to show us. They might as well show it to us at Evo. Sure. There's theories that Sodom uh-huh. from Final Fight slash Street Fighter Alpha will be the next DLC character. Okay. He may or may not, you know, already be in the game by the time Evo happens. True. Uh, but I could see it being Sodom. Okay. I think that Makoto is in development. I would love that. I love uh, Makoto. Makoto was the winner of the Street Fighter personality contest. Right. Right? And uh, I think that contest was held for a reason. I think that reason was we're probably not going to make many more DLC characters after Season 3. <laughs> Let's right. get a fan favorite in there. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. I, I could kind of see them doing a seasonal thing, actually. Sodom is their spring character. Makoto is their summer character. Dan Hibiki is their fall character, because <laughs> he'll be easy to make and put Dan in the game before it dies, please. And he falls <laughs> down a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's that's his uh, V-skill. Right, yeah. Falls, he falls down and he, he gains V-meter. Right, yeah. And his V-trigger is like something absurd. <laughs> So yeah, not expecting too much Street Fighter related besides that. And finally, I don't think this will be the last game on Sunday. I think Street Fighter will be the last game on Sunday. Right, but it's a smashing theory and you yeah. like your irony. Yes. Or, you know, you like your suspense. Yeah, I like my suspense. I like talking about, I like treating Smash Bros. like it's important, because it is. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, so Smash Bros. Ultimate, uh-huh. I, I do think we will get a DLC pack reveal here. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, I think it's possible. So I I think what might happen, actually, is that Evo will have a reveal for DLC Pack 3. Okay. I think DLC Pack 2 will will be out by E3, I think. By by Evo, you mean? By E3. I think DLC Pack 2 will be out by E3, right? I I think... uh, I think Joker will come out April. Uh-huh. Then then in June, they will potentially just shadow drop that second character. Okay. Right? Uh although I could see just a reveal mm-hmm. at E three and then a release at Evo. I see. So I guess one thing I can see happening is that, you know, Smash Ultimate will be at Evo. They'll be like, now that finals are over, we have some stuff to show you. Right. The first thing is DLC pack two is out. Okay. Right now, go download it. But we have a little something else to show you. <laughs> and then they show DLC Pack 3. Okay. Our predictions in regards to DLC Pack 3 is that it will either be Minecraft Steve, <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph, Banjo-Kazooie, or the Monster Hunter. Right. Uh, so I guess from my predictions, I'd say it would be Minecraft Steve. Okay, uh, and I will say from my predictions that it'd be Banjo Kazooie. Nice. A Microsoft character will be revealed at Evo. Yes, that's that's what we're saying. There we go. All right. Okay. And those those are our preliminary reveal predictions. 
we're going to readdress those and clean those up uh, when we get closer to EVO 2019. Give them a little polish. But if we end up being right in EVO about this shit, like, four or five months before it's even happened, we're we're great. Yes. Yeah. Bow down before us. We're real good. That's all I'm saying. So we actually only really got one piece of listener mail this time. Uh, let's read it. Okay. It's about Pokemon. Oh. And it's from a familiar face. Who's that? Mitchie. Mitchie. On Twitter. On Twitter. Says. From Australia. Yes. Mitch E. says, There's a theory by Loxton that the starters each have a theme. Okay. Scorebunny being sports and soccer uh-huh. with score oh, bunny. Oh, it works on multiple levels if this is true. And the overall design of him and the sports theme throughout the trailer, UK invented soccer. <laughs> Grookey being a drummer with his drum-like stick, and the Beatles was the biggest rock band popularizing drummers, also from the UK. That's cute. And Grookey, which could be based off of Groovy and Monkey, or (laughs) Groupie and Monkey. Okay. Both often associated with bands. Okay. And lastly, Sobble, which could be based on theater, as William Shakespeare, who is from the UK, Uh was extremely well-known. And Sobble could be based on it because actors need to act and be able <laughs> to sob uh-huh. on cue. Maybe as he evolves, he could become angry or happy as showing he's, he can portray many emotions uh-huh. like an actor. Yeah. Which could also be why he was shown see-through at the beginning to kind of reference how actors can be whatever they personify and are <laughs> transparent. Okay. Of course, this is all a theory, but it sure makes sense and is really interesting. Again, it is not my idea or theory. It was brought up and created by Austin Loxton Lockwood from YouTube. Any thoughts? I I don't think that's what it is, but I do think that's cool. I think that's cool, too. I think he's onto something with the soccer thing specifically. Yes. Uh, I, I think Score Bunny will be soccer-themed. I don't think Grookey will be based off of the Beatles, and I don't particularly think... That Sobble will be based off of William Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, I, I Sobble, think, Sobble felt like the biggest stretch to me. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a chance with the Grookey connection. Mm-hmm. I think Grookey being based off of like a, a rocker, at least, being, you know, having sort of a musical basis. Right. Um, I think there's a, I think there's a chance there. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think Sobble's theme is going to be something very different, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm inclined to agree with you there. Yeah, um, that does that. Uh, this this Loxon guy sounds sounds interesting though. He does seem to have some some cool Pokemon thoughts. Yeah. So uh, thanks to both him and Mitchie for bringing him to our attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mitch. Um, and uh, here's something that might wind up being bonus content. Who knows? Some of our listeners from across the pond might take umbrage at our use of the word soccer to refer to a sport where a ball is kicked around a field and into a net. <laughs> uh, the term football is used more commonly in much of the rest of the world. Right. However, here's some soccer facts. Number one, the word soccer is of English origin. Huh. We did not come up with that word. 
The Brits came up with that word to refer to that sport. Interesting. Number two, it was called football, not because you kick the ball with your feet, but because it was played on foot as opposed to on horseback, Ah. which is how a lot of other sports were played at the time soccer came to be. Huh. So, to all you guys out there who go, ho ho, hand egg, or whatever, (laughs) just know that you may very well live in a country that invented the word soccer and that it's not called soccer because or it's not called football because you kick the ball. Are are you being slightly American football defensive because you played American football for like ten minutes? No, in God high school? fuck American football. <laughs> fuck that concussion generating horse shit. <laughs> I don't want to play it anymore and I think it should be illegal. <laughs> uh, the, the the concussions thing does generally make me nervous it's scary yeah it makes me glad i didn't pursue that any further than high school yeah i'm also glad that you don't have a concussion me too maybe i do have a concussion (laughs) (laughs) actually judging from the way this episode has gone well (laughs) there's that (laughs) there's that (laughs) there's that like i already have one uh there's also the fact that I'm about an hour past the point where I would normally be sound asleep by now. Uh, there are many factors in play contributing to my mental state. This is this is uh, this this podcast me speaking to you on this microphone is actually just a form of sleep paralysis for you. Oh you've God! Been, you've been trying to sleep for the past hour. Right. I've and actually said I'm been... just standing over you, going, "I think that our system works." <laughs> That's what my sleep paralysis is like. You know, like most people see like scary monsters or whatever. Uh-huh. I just see Daniel going like, and Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yerks wouldn't do that, Sean. <laughs> it's pronounced Yerks. <laughs> I'm paralyzed with fear uh, of Daniel. Yeah, get in line, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Behind who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, get in line. <laughs> uh, so that is our episode for today, for this time in in the the circle of life. It is. <laughs> so this yeah, this is the episode. If you would like to see more of us, first of all, if you'd like to see more of us and you're in the Chicago area. Yeah. On March 16th, from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Central Time, we will be part of a thing called Chicago Podcasters Unite, where us and nine other also sort of geeky-themed podcasts, Uh podcasts like The Gaming Outsider and Nintendo Main Podcasts, Mm -hmm. uh, will be at The Beat Kitchen, uh, just each of us doing sort of mini condensed live shows. Yes. Uh for potentially you and other members of our audience and we'll also be uh, giving out uh swag, not us specifically, we don't really have swag. Right. Uh but we uh we'll they're be all giving out high fives. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll have a chance to meet us and hang with us while we're not uh doing our live thing and uh you also have a chance to get free C2E2 tickets. Yes. Uh those will be given away during the event. Uh, also, the Beat Kitchen is a kitchen, and you can eat dinner there if you yeah. want uh, while we're doing our show. So, yeah, if that sounds interesting to you at all, 
Uh, we will have show details and where you can buy tickets and stuff on our Twitter, twitter.com slash a smashing theory. Yes. And uh, also on our Facebook page. Yes. And our Facebook page, which is a smashing theory. You can search that on Facebook and find us that way and uh, and get that info and come check us out live if you want. Yeah. If you have any desire to come and you happen to be in or around the Chicagoland area, uh, please come because my fear is that we're going to go there and no one will understand our sense of humor and it'll be fucking dead for 15 minutes. <laughs> so, please, you know, if you feel like showing us some moral support, absolutely come to this thing. <laughs> uh, but if you're not in the Chicago area uh, and you still want to support us, uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yes. And we have all sorts of stuff on there. We have an exclusive podcast called Beep Boop Soup, uh, where we take user suggestions for what to talk about and mix it together into a soup at the end. It's really wacky. Every episode has been pretty fun to do uh-huh. uh, and pretty fun to listen to, so we've heard. And uh, and we also offer stuff like uh, bonus behind-the-scenes content, us thanking you at the end of every episode, and yes. even uh, even like sponsorships and stuff. We just passed our first milestone yeah. on patreon because of all the people that backed us and uh and we would love to keep that train a chugging keep that momentum uh fu 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 flowing so, <laughs> so if you if you feel like helping uh and then i can shut up about this that'd be great <laughs> right and after after daniel's rousing speech just now why wouldn't you feel like a su 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 subscribing <laughs> To our Papa Patreon. Next time on A Smashing Theory, we've been saying we want to do a Mortal Kombat 11 episode for a bit. And then every character in the fucking roster got leaked. Yeah. By <laughs> some dickhead. And then the whole roster got leaked. Uh, so that episode would be boring. Um, I mean, I don't think it would be boring. <laughs> But it would go against the spirit of this podcast, which is predicting things that we don't know about. Right. Uh, when it's when the game's closer to being released, maybe we'll talk about DLC or something. Mm, yes. Uh, we'll we'll definitely be talking about Mortal Kombat 11 more throughout this podcast. Sean would strangle me and take the podcast over yeah. if that did not happen. Newsflash. The episode after this game comes out, I'm just going to hijack it and talk about nothing but Mortal Kombat <laughs> 11 for the entire time. Newsflash. This podcast was a mistake. <laughs> but next time on A Smashing Theory, since we're not going to completely focus on Mortal Kombat 11, there is an interesting video gaming event happening later in the month of March, and that is the Persona 5R event. Right. So we don't even know when in March it's going to be yet, but I'm guessing that it's going to be closer to the tail end. Okay. Uh, therefore... In our next episode, we're going to make predictions about the Persona event. What kind of things will be announced and the details of those things. And uh, and we think that just maybe that might include some fighting game talk. So if you like mysterious teens that stalk around and make friends while doing battle with strange creatures, then uh, instead of checking out Scooby-Doo... <laughs> Check out our podcast. Scooby-Doo fighting game would be lit. Man, yeah. Even without the shaggy meme being involved in the game at all. <laughs> yeah. It would still be great. Yeah, it really would. Uh, 
And if you have any Persona event predictions of your own, you can tweet them at us at a smashing theory or email a smashing theory at gmail.com and we will pick our favorites and feature them on the podcast. Sometimes it feels like people don't submit things because they feel like we always get too many submissions and we won't include theirs, but we only got one submission this time. <laughs> right. So uh, you miss all the shots you don't take. Uh, that was said by Donkey Kong. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you, you miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> I love that we go for the same Donkey Kong vocalization every time, even though he's made so many vocalizations throughout his storied career as an ape. We undisputably know the best vocalization. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's a... In Donkey Kong Country, one of his idol animations is he, like, beats his chest and goes, And that was pretty good, too. <laughs> so, so thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> that was more like Goofy dying. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, but like taken to its logical conclusion. Yeah, well, like it's him doing that while he's being like jostled violently. And with that, I think it's time for this episode to end. It sure is. Thank you, thank you so much for catching us this week. We'll see you in a couple more. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, weeks. <laughs> They're going to add another word to the end of that. A couple okay. more weeks. <clears throat> and in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing persona time. Oh, God, Goofy's gone mad. He's going to kill me. Oh, great flesh. Special thanks. Special thanks. Lonald. Lonald, you're just the best. You are the best. Thanks, Lonald. Yes, thank you. Special thanks to Nymph. Thank you, Nymph. Little, little song there for you. Nymph. Serenading the Nymphster. Ooh, I wish that things rhymed with Nymph so I could make a song about you, Nymph. Special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Thank you, Amy Lee. Yeah, thanks, baby. Yet again, you made us dinner. And yet again, I will thank you for that. <laughs> you know, like, the more episodes we do where we thank my girlfriend for making us dinner, the more we look and sound like sacks of shit who never make dinner. <laughs> to be fair, you never make dinner. Yeah, but I I sometimes fund dinner and That's true. And I, I usually try to wash dishes on dinner days. I appreciate that. Yeah. But You I, know what? I'm adding you to the special thanks tier for doing that. Don't thanks, add me Daniel. <laughs> no, that's not what this is thanks, for. Daniel. <laughs> thanks, Daniel. <laughs> 
No! <laughs> Thanks, Amy Lee! And Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Lee, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Lee. Thank you. Maybe I should make dinner sometime. All thanks, right. Amy Lee. Thank you, Amy and, Lee. And thank you to all of our patrons. Yes. If you are interested in being thanked by us personally, uh, you can back us on patreon.com slash group at the $20 or more special thanks tier. Yes. Thank you to our patrons. Catch ya on the flippity floppity. Floop, floop, floop. Bye.